Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Arise and Thrive. We are so excited to be with you today. It is Christina and Liz. Hello. How's everybody doing? We are excited today because we're going to talk a little bit about mental health and this topic came up because I was hanging out with a friend yesterday and she brought up how stressful it's been during this pandemic to just keep a healthy mental um, I don't want to say mental attitude what would you call it just an overall mental wellness I yeah, guess. mental wellness I think yeah I think it when mental wellness explains it well because it's when things are going well inside of your mind. And you know, last time we talked about mood and shifting your mood. So yes, you can do things to shift your mood, you know, turning on the music or exercise, things like that that can shift your mood just like that. Um, and today we want to talk about habits that will actually form a healthier mental wellness or your mental overall mental ability to cope with things, your cognitive function, your memory, just all of your judgment, all of those cognitive functions that are important for you as you're getting older, you know, on, on, in our world on the rise has been Alzheimer's and dementia. And this is actually a topic that's super close to Christina and I, to our hearts. Um, our mom uh, passed away from dementia and Alzheimer's about, it's almost been three years. It'll be three years in December, right, Christina? Mm-hmm. In 20, and, December of 2017, she passed away. Yeah. And we just love our mom so much. Everyone loves their mom, right? But <laughs> our mom, she was the most loving, wonderful, amazing lady. And she was always serving and helping everybody else. But, um, and I'm going to get teary, <laughs> but she didn't know how to help herself with her mental state and to help her pull out of, you know, to elevate her mood or to take care of her own mental well-being and just to do the basic things that would help her like diet and she did a lot of physical activity um, but also using social interaction and you know, keeping herself her mind busy and things like that and to not stay in that place of worry um, and so she just had a lot of worry and a lot of things that were hard for her to deal with and we just watched as she declined over it was about 10 years wouldn't you say christina um she was diagnosed in 2004 and she died in 2017 so it was over 10 oh, years yeah 13 years yeah and in the beginning it was just we had talked about something and the next day she'd say you know it was close to my wedding i remember in 2004 and and she would say what about your cake 
<laughs> and I'd say, um, we talked about that yesterday, mom. We're getting, you know, a white cake with this type of frosting and da da da. And she was just like, she'd look at us blankly, you know, like, did we have that conversation? And it started out just with some little things like that and then just progressively got worse over time. And when she passed, of course, you know, the last couple months of her life was when feeding and eating, toileting had gone, like feeding and eating went, but toileting had gone, you know, a little before that, a year or two before that. And so it's just, we've seen it. We've seen this decline and, and the effect that not having that mental wellness um, can have. And so for me, I know, I know Christina too, but I just have been, it's been for me, like what can feed my brain? <laughs> what can help me stay healthy? Because I want to live a fruitful, healthy life where I know what's going on and I have that, uh, that I'm present and that I can be in the moment and express myself and to um, experience joy and just as long as possible that quality of life. I know Christina's felt that way too, right? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I mean, and we, we've all, I think most people have either met someone or know someone that has um, either has dementia or Alzheimer's or has died of it. And it's probably one of the saddest um, sicknesses there is because at the end, our mom forgot, you know, who we were. And the, one of the saddest moments is she turned to our father and said, are you married? She asked me if he was married. She couldn't even remember that she'd been married to this man for over, what, 40-something years. And yeah. it was just heartbreaking yeah. at the end. I remember her asking about my children. Well, who's that cutie? And it was Jackson, my son, that she'd met, you know, more than hundreds of times. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's so sad, but... Um, they're finding that there's a lot of things that we can do to help prevent um, Alzheimer's and dementia. And so that's kind of what Liz and I want to focus on today is a few tips of things that we can do now um, so that we don't get Alzheimer's and dementia. And also in, in the article that we've been reading, it also talks about that if you already have um, mid-stages of Alzheimer's, that there's a study that they did that found that it will reverse nine out of 10 of the patients if you do these things that we're going to share with you today. So these are some really cool um, tips that we uh, stumbled upon that um, we're going to share with you. Do you want to start with one, Liz? Sure. Um, I do want to say that um, there's so many potential contributors to Alzheimer's and dementia. And so as you learn you know, like I heard a study a while ago that was if you brush your teeth, you have better memory just because the plaque can actually affect in your mouth buildup in the brain or something like that. And so, I mean, even just something as simple as brushing your teeth, like oral health can help with memory. So, I mean, there's hundreds probably out there. Um, and we just want to talk about um, a few of them today. But um, the other thing that I think is so interesting is that even if you, you know, have dementia kind of in your family line, or if you're genetically predisposed to have it, like you have that genetic predisposition, um, it's not inevitable that you'll get it. 
because there are so many things that contribute to it. And if you have a healthy enough lifestyle and you carry through on these things, a lot of the things that we talk about and other things that are out there in the research, you don't have to have that kind of an ending. It doesn't have to be the end of your life. So um, the first thing that I wanted to talk about is nutrition. Nutrition is huge. Um, when I had dementia for quite a while towards the end, I think the last couple of years, our dad came across a study um, that was all about how dementia and Alzheimer's is hugely tied to your nutritional intake. And so he put her on a special diet that promised that, you know, lots of people had seen really good results. It was, um, help me remember what was on it, but it was no refined sugars, a lot of plant-based foods, um, fish, high antioxidants. Uh, yeah, all organic, nothing processed, of course. <laughs> yeah, it was just and all so, whole, fresh, um, organic was, food. Yeah, and just really healthy snacks and things. Everything was, you know like a smoothie or a, something kind of homemade or um, really high in antioxidants. I remember even her treats were made out of dates and, and raw cocoa, you know. And so, I mean, really yummy stuff, but very healthy stuff. So, um, as you work on your diet, that is a huge factor. And with our mom, she had already had so many years of decline um, that this was it wasn't influential enough for her to shift for her, but there were a lot of people that had reported that, you know, their, their spouse or whoever they were helping, their support person that was helping them had reported that, you know, that they had started to have some memory problems and as they shifted their diet, that made a huge difference for them. So that was really cool to hear and know that people have had a lot of success with good nutrition for their health. Mm -hmm. So do you want to share the next one, Christina, or is there anything you yeah. want to add to that one? No, I think you had it on the nose. Um, the one that really stood out to me was uh, social interaction. So you can ask the question to yourself, am I getting enough social interaction? And I really think this is so important for us as adults. We we know that it's important for kids to play and have interaction. And I think we kind of forget about it as adults. And we and especially if you have children, you start to focus more on your child's development and what's beneficial for them. And we kind of forget about, oh, well, am I taking care of my social needs? And so I've actually come up with a few ideas that I personally do um, to help my life with my social interaction. Is that okay if I share those, Liz? Yeah, that's great. Okay. So a few that I had were you could join um, a class. A lot of communities have um, like community classes that you could do. Um, it, in my community, there's like a tennis class that you can do, tennis drills every Tuesday and Thursday morning. Um, another one that um, I like to do is to plan a date, but like a, a date either with another couple or a group of friends. And I feel like it's a lot more um, exciting when there's other people there and you're able to kind of, you know, the girls can kind of talk to each other and the guys can talk to each other, but then you're all doing the same thing. Like some dates that um, my friends and I've done, we've done like water volleyball and we've, we've gone out and rented razors and we've gone and done hikes and I mean, sky's the limit. Bowling, there's so many things that you can do. You can do game nights. And I think that really can help with your social interaction. 
um, my friend who um, I'm just going to give her a shout out. Her name is Casey and she is one of the most social butterflies I've ever met. She's amazing. And I just saw on her social media, I just moved away from where she lives now. So I wasn't able to join in on this, but she had planned a back to school brunch for all the moms that she's friends with. And she had had, after the kids all went to school, they all were having breakfast together and were hanging out. And I just thought, what a fun idea that is. Like, it doesn't have to be way extreme. You can just invite people over, you know, for yogurt parfaits or muffins. You can just go buy them. But I thought that was such a fun idea. Um, and then there's also doing things with just, you know, one that. person, like you could go on a hike with a friend or a bike ride. I had a friend, um, back where I used to live and we did road biking quite a few times together and it was so therapeutic. We just sit there and talk and got our workout in and I was like, oh, this is really actually enjoyable and relaxing. It was quite nice. And, um, any, but any type of like physical activity that you're doing, you know, with another person can help. Me and my friend that I've made um, in my neighborhood here in Grand Junction, we're actually going on Monday to go amethyst hunting. There's some amethyst mines here. And so we thought, oh, that sounds fun. Let's Ooh. go amethyst hunting. And afterward, we're going to go get sushi. So just any, you know, little type of small adventures that you can get um, to get you interacting with another adult and kind of playing. Cause I feel like the older we get, we forget to take care of our own social needs. And it's such an important part for your brain and for your overall emotional health. And so that was one of the ones that really stuck out to me was the social interaction. Yeah. So well, I wanted to add on the social one. Yeah. Um, I went for a walk the last two days with two different friends and I remember, uh, the day before those two, um, I had been asked by a friend to go for a walk and I had so much going on that day. I, I just physically couldn't fit it into the schedule. And so then when I went the last two days, I was like, this is so great. It's just so fun to visit and to, you know, be out in the outdoors and to have that social connection. It just adds so much. So definitely find time for friends and social. So I feel like a lot of times I can only speak to moms cause that's what I am. I, I can't speak to dads, but I feel like as moms, we have so much on our plate <laughs> that we get so busy and we're like, Oh yeah, I don't have time. Like Liz, I don't have time to go on a walk with my friends. Actually. Yeah. We need to mm -hmm. make time for those social interactions. Cause it's so important. I feel like I do that get all the time. The like, schedule. Yes. Yeah. Get it in your schedule. Even if you have to plan it out, you know, a week or two in advance, get it on your schedule. And afterward you'll feel, Oh yeah, that was so great. It was so nice to be able to talk with another adult, <laughs> get some adult adulting uh -huh. in. So, anyway. exactly. And Christina brought up something interesting too. I was telling her that Andy and I really want to go on more double dates and interact with people more this time around in our marriage. And so um, we actually scheduled a double date for tonight. We're super excited about, but Christina brought up a point. She just said, you know, you, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it was something to the effect of, it gets kind of boring to always talk to the same person and you know what they're going to say. So it's kind of fun to add another couple in, you know, and it's true. Like as much as we love our spouses and love our members of our family and things like that, it adds some spice to have different perspectives and personalities in the mix. So something to be said about that. Thanks for that advice, Christina. Mm -hmm, you're welcome. <laughs> so, um, one of the other things that has contributed to good mental wellness 
is to avoid harmful food additives and environmental toxins. And it's very interesting because as the numbers of pesticides increase, increases, um, there are more cases of dementia and Alzheimer's and there's actually some connections. I read a study a while back about that and my mom actually grew up on a fruit farm. Our mom grew up on a fruit farm. And I always thought that was so interesting that um, she was around, you know, the pesticides that were being sprayed on the fruit trees and helping to pick the fruit and things like that. I thought, oh, that could have been one of her contributing um, things, factors um, that contributed to her Alzheimer's. And so just as we look at the packaging of food, you know, when it has those preservatives or it has, um, you know, even the skincare products that we use, there's a lot of toxins in our skincare products. I started searching just on some uh, moisturizer, facial moisturizer, and there were three or four toxins in the facial moisturizer. And they say that before you even leave your house, you've probably interacted with like nine to 10 different toxins. <laughs> um, also being housewives and sometimes and staying home for some of us for housewives, um, but sometimes we're home and we're cleaning. They say that that can be one of the most toxic things. And so just watching the cleaners that you're using, you know, maybe getting something that has more essential oils, um, using more vinegar or natural things or baking soda or things like that, instead of um, kind of the supermarket cleaner um, that's just on the shelf for toilets or for countertops or whatever, but just finding, you know, and I know there are some products out there that have even the cloths that can be, that have copper in it and things like that, that can be even more um, safe for families. So that's just another one is avoiding those additives in foods, avoid toxins as much as possible. Even like something like vinyl, you have to be careful, you know, how much you're using vinyl in your home because vinyl's a toxin. Um, so just looking at those kinds of things, and I mean, you could really get really stressed out if you <laughs> look at everything and try to clear everything out of your home because I've tried to do that before. <laughs> it's not always practical, but you know, starting small and looking at, okay, what are we actually putting into our bodies? Maybe working on food first and saying, okay, I'm gonna add in two homemade meals that are more plant-based, um, that have a lot of uh, natural spices and things like that that aren't as processed and I'm going to do that two times a week and starting small because you know there's so much that surrounds us that is toxic or that isn't good for us or you know those donuts with the preservatives or those cookies with the preservatives that we just crave or we want um, any of those things that we start to cut out in a small way or to add more in of the healthy is very smart so um, okay, so then if we can talk a little bit more about um, physical. Um, physical is huge. So exercise, and we've talked about this on Arise and Thrive many times because both Christine and I love to move our bodies mm -hmm. and get out there mm -hmm. and just get the fresh air, get the endorphins pumping, get that oxygen flowing through your body. Um, but physical has so many good effects. I mean, you look at the studies and it decreases cancer, it decreases heart disease, it decreases um, diabetes. I mean, you just name it, uh, name a disease and it's probably helped by, um, by exercising. 
regular exercise. And so um, one of the other things that on, and we for, failed to mention the study that we're looking at. Um, the study is a study done by Dr. Dale Breed, I hope I say it right, Breedison. And he's a neurologist and researcher from the University of California at Los Angeles. And he did a study, I think Christina mentioned this, but this was a study of 10 individuals in the early or mid stages of Alzheimer's. And he found that these interventions that we're talking about, the, these different things like the looking at your nutritional um, needs and then avoiding those harmful additives and toxins, that's the one I just talked about. Um, those kinds of things helped nine out of 10 patients to have a reversal of a symptom of Alzheimer. So better memory, um, better cognitive fun function, just by implementing these things. And so um, as you look at physical exercise, there's another one that's connected to that, and that's controlling blood sugar and blood pressure. So I mean, exercise helps with the blood pressure, it helps with that blood sugar. And then we already talked about nutritional needs um, and food. So decreasing your sugar and having more natural foods, more earthy foods, more organic foods, things like that. Um, so, okay, Christina, which one do you wanna talk about? Do you wanna add more to physical? Cause I know we could go on about exercise for a long time, but. <laughs> yeah, we could. I think that's enough for physical. I. Um, there's, I've read lots of different, um, books on getting healthier and being healthier and every single one of them talks about exercise. And I think everybody knows how important exercise is. And I think one thing is, is just finding that motivation to get out there and do it. And so hopefully this is another little motivation for you thinking, oh, well, you know, it's good for my mental health also. And so, and then if you go and do it with a friend or in a group, then it makes it even more exciting. <laughs> yes. Then you're like getting, getting two things done at once. You got the mm -hmm. social end exactly. of it, right? The other one that I find really great is the meditating and praying. And um, as we'll talk more about this topic of mental wellness, I think it's a huge one. Um, and I want to share, because I've gone through depression and things like that, and I want to talk about some of the things that have helped me on another podcast episode, um, like, for instance, some of the, the methods that help me naturally with depression. Um, but one of those things that I've found that is super helpful for any, anything, but especially for depression or mental wellness, is to meditate and to have the, like it says, um, prayer or meditation, just taking that time where it's like you, you go quiet and you kind of turn off the external, all the outside factors and you go in and you just feel, okay, what's going on with me? And maybe you are feeling anxious inside, but you just need to meet yourself there and be like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. And just to be real with yourself and then to understand how to, how to, take care of that or what can you do for you or what kind of self-care can you have there and so I think meditating and praying actually helps us be so much more cognitive of what is going on and maybe what we can do to help ourselves and that's when a lot of inspiration will come of what maybe what you need to do what would be helpful for you 
to, you know, maybe it is call your friend and go for a walk today. <laughs> but if you're not still, and if you don't take that moment, you won't, you might, you might miss that opportunity. You might miss that little, little impression that comes to you that might change your whole day and turn things around for you. Um, with all the noise and commotion and news and craziness and everything going on that this so loud one, yeah it's yeah. so loud always this one can be so important and even if it's just turning off the music and tv and just having a few minutes to be quiet and by yourself um is even beneficial i think in this world that we're in right now like you said it's it's at those moments where we can get a little bit of inspiration if you want to call it and thoughts and feelings about things that we should be doing in our lives or um, you know, things that we can imp be improving and things like that. So yeah. I and even tapping meditation. into, yeah, tapping into our own intuition, you know, we're so connected to light source or to the universe or however people say it or to God, everyone has their way of saying it. But um, as we tap into what's inside of us, it's like, we know what we need. It's in there, like our, our soul or it talks to us, it will tell us what we need. So that intuition can come through when we're quiet. Um, can I talk a little bit just really briefly about always learning? I like that yeah. one as well. So um, recently I had actually made a few goals. Uh, well, my goal in our vision board class that we last did um, was an education goal. So I wanted to read, it was two books at the time. It was Think and Grow Rich and a parenting book um, that month. And I did, and I actually read like two other books too during the month. Cause it was so, um, it was like, my soul was so hungry for knowledge because I'd been so occupied by homeschooling the children, you know, because of COVID them being home. So everything was about them and everything was about teaching them. And I'd forgotten to take that time to educate, you know, myself and to do my further learning. And so, um, I had started reading all these books and it was just so great. It was like, I, I just needed that. And I think that one's also so important for our brains. I mean, that they're always learning something new, whether you're reading, you know, a magazine about how to go fishing or lately I've been reading a lot about four wheeling and new trails. I mean, even if I'm not learning it, you know, something super valuable to me, it's really exciting to learn about all these new trails that I can go and take the razor out on and go on adventures. So any type of learning that you're doing, I think can be so valuable for your brain too. And using curiosity as a tool, because it's like, Hey, where can we go? Or what are you're in a new location? So it's like, what are the trails that are great around here? So any questions that you have kind of pursuing those, like my kids will ask a question. I'll be like, I don't know, let's look it up. And so I always like to be curious with them. And I think curiosity helps keep us young. It will follow that and pursue it, get a, get some answers. And even if we don't get the total answer, we start to put pieces together and have more understanding. Mm -hmm. So another one they mentioned is a good night's sleep. And that one's ever everyone knows how <laughs> a good night's sleep is just asking a mom with a newborn baby. <laughs> um, our cousin just recently had a baby and we were just laughing about that because it's, it's something else. But um, just making sure you're getting that good night's sleep. And then um, 
I mean, there's other, the, there's another one that's optimizing blood flow and hormone levels. And that's just something that you probably, you know, with exercise that I'm sure that helps with the blood flow and hormone levels, that's probably something you need some testing on if you worry if you don't have the right levels. I mean, people say sometimes that, you know, people are chemically imbalanced. And that actually oftentimes is hormones. It's thyroid or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, People going through menopause, whatever. I mean, you just need to get tested every once in a while. Have a blood test. See where your numbers are. Make sure things are good. Um, And that way you can start taking supplements that help with wherever you're deficient in. And I mean, the studies are here that, you know, in nine out of 10 of the patients that started to have early stages of Alzheimer's, they were able to reverse it. So that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, this study is incredible. Yeah. So um, and I think that's why Liz and I really wanted to share this today is because we personally um, know someone that, you know, maybe could have been saved if they would have had these tips. Yeah. And I don't know if we mentioned, but our mom died at 56 and that's so young, like so young. It's kind of, when we think about it, it's kind of heartbreaking for us, you know, that we lost our mom that young in her life and I mean we lost her earlier because she progressively we lost her um but if you know you learn as you go and it's great that the science is there and that we know what to do and I think instead of hey I'm gonna try to avoid dementia and Alzheimer's which is a worthy goal it's important to have those whys of you know, these are my whys. This is why I want to do this because that, that will help you stick with the healthier diet, the exercise, um, taking that time to be social with, getting the sleep and the rest that your body needs. So all of those things play a part and having that why is, is super powerful. Maybe you all learned something new today that you want to um, apply into your lives. I'm trying to eat a lot healthier. I feel like, um, I think the other reason Liz wanted to do this topic is with COVID, I think a lot of us have been a little bit more alone and have had more things thrown on our plate and we haven't been getting that social interaction. And so um, we thought that this would be a really good time to talk about this because of the effects of what are going on right now in the world. And um uh, so maybe just pick one that you want to work on and, um, see how it goes and, you know, write us and let us know, you know, what you're doing. We'd love to hear some stories about maybe something that you've implemented into your life and, and we could talk a little more about it. Yeah, I know I'm going to pick, I, I have, have felt that my intuition has told me over and over and over that my diet is so important and, you know, I'll do better. And then, you know, you eat the brownie and you do better. And then (laughs) whatever happens, birthdays or whatever. But um, for my goal, I'm going to try a new healthier recipe for dinner once a week. So that's going to be my goal is, okay, what can I do that would be a little more plant-based, have more vegetables, have more nutrient-dense foods for my family um, each week. So that's going to be mine. And do you have one, Christina, specifically? Let's get a specific one here because I think that's important. Not just I'm going to eat healthier because then, you know, 
you can talk yourself out of it too. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. That's for sure. Well, I'm actually tracking everything that I eat. Again, I was doing that a few months ago. Um, I just started yesterday. So that, that, that always helps me eat healthier because I don't want to enter in that I ate a bunch of Oreos <laughs> into my phone. So my specific goal is awesome. to, to track everything that I eat this month <laughs> and, and hope, and hoping that's going to awesome. help me Do you use an app for that? Yeah, I actually am using a yeah, new app. Great. I'll tell you guys which one it is. I was using um, MyFitnessPal, but they raised the price on that one and I didn't like that. And so I've switched over to one that's half the price. It's called Lose It and it's great. You can pick um, different programs in there and then you can just scan in whatever you eat um, and it tells you exactly like the nutrients you've had and everything. It's I love it. It's so far, it's working out really well for me. So, and it also puts in like your workout That's and everything. Great. So, if you're looking for something kind of fun to help you be motivated to eat healthier and exercise, either like My Fitness Pal or Lose It if you want the same app for half the price. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, you could try that out. Mm -hmm. And I think there are some free ones as well. They have like ads. I don't really like ads. And so, I, I like to usually pay for one. So, I don't have ads, but you could also find free ones. And that just kind of helps That's you great. stay on track. So that's an awesome specific way and you have accountability. So yes. that's an important piece. So maybe I'll have to be accountable to you and I'll let you know what my new recipes are. And yeah, I was going to say, like. why don't we post up your recipe every week on our Facebook group? Ooh, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you can show us what you made and then give us the recipe and tell us if it was good and then we can make it if it was good. <laughs> Okay, I can do that for a month. I will do that. Yeah, let's do awesome. it. I actually just found a healthy recipe that I can post as well. It looks really good. It's um because I still like treats, and so I was looking at kind of healthier treats, and it was cookie dough protein balls. And I will post that also in the um in the page, but it had like it was just like protein powder and like flax seeds in it, and I haven't tried them yet though. So no. Maybe they're not good, but anyway. Maybe yeah, you better can. try it, but then you can give us a <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. Perfect. Right. Yeah, that's Okay, good. awesome. We've all got a plan this month of how to eat more healthy and, and help our minds with mental wellness. I think it's great. Definitely. Okay. Well, thanks. We'll, we'll definitely have a few more episodes about mental wellness, and so stay tuned, and we'll keep you posted on how it's going with our healthy eating. Yeah. Good luck with yours. Let us and know don't goes. forget to check out Liz's recipes on Facebook. We're gonna hold her accountable. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> all right, bye bye. We all know what we need to be doing to improve in life, but are you ready now to take action to start arising and thriving in life? We want to help you. Do you have an unfinished project or do you have a goal that has been on your mind but you haven't made it a priority? Would you like to make more money? Would you like a new car? How about improving those really close relationships that need some repairing or some nurturing? We are here to help you with our Vision Board Masterclass. Join our October Vision Board Masterclass. It includes five live trainings held weekly with Liz and Christina. You'll enjoy daily accountability and support. You'll enjoy having the mindset shifts and techniques 
that will help you to accomplish your goals and future goals. Visit our website today to register at ariseandthrivelife.com. Have you been enjoying the Arise and Thrive podcast? If you submit a review, we have got an offer for you. Click the link in the notes below this episode, enter your name and your email, and we will send you a free copy of our valuable beginner's guide to managing your emotions.